Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. <laughs> So, uh, it's a great doc, uh, obviously, got to steal, you know what I'm saying, the place is uh, going crazy, it's a reaction aspect, that, you know what I'm saying, and that was it, that was, that was basically it, you know what I'm saying, you guys rate that one, you know what I'm saying, you probably might not ever see it again. Celtics hold off the Bulls and win 105-100, to 100. this is the Garden Report, powered by Grandstand on CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. Yes, I'm the boss. Welcome to the show. I am Jared Weiss from CLNS Radio. With me is Kevin O'Connor from Celtics Blog, SB Nation, About.com, CSNNE, and I'm forgetting any Vantage Sports. There are a couple. Is that all of them? Yeah, I think so. And then Sam Packard, who just writes for WEI. Just <laughs> don't do a lot of writing either. And co-host of WEI Celtics Podcast with me, which right is on. also on CLNS Radio. Check so, it out. Let's talk about this game. This was like one of the best games we've had in the garden all year, pretty much. Um, David Lee and Evan Turner making magic. Sweet, sexy fourth quarter magic. Uh, Isaiah Thomas scoring no points in the first half and then 20 points in the second half. It was was incredible. It was just such a good game. And then Jimmy Butler was buckets all night long. So let's talk about off the top that Evan Turner 360 dunk. It's not really basketball analysis. It was just fun. The I mean I I'm honestly starting to think that Evan Turner might win the election this year. Et for Prez yeah. all the way going. Yeah, the funny thing is, is that you know everybody was talking about how, oh, it's Golden State on Friday, Golden State on Friday. Yeah, we get this game tonight with maybe the funnest highlight of the year with the Evan Turner 360. And I thought it was funny after the game. He basically just mentioned. I just felt like doing it. I wanted to give a highlight on the fans, on national TV, on ESPN. That's exactly what he did. Even though, like Isaiah Thomas said, we didn't really know he could get up there like that. I personally was shocked that he did a 360. At no point did I think he was, one, going to dunk the ball, maybe just a little, like, bunny dunk. But when he did that, I was just kind of, what? And it was just, I didn't know he could do it because I feel like a lot of times this year he's missed kind of very easy layups in transition. So for him to do that, it was... It was a cool moment. I've never, I'm just on on the ET train and was just very eager to hear what he said after the game because he's always entertaining. It's a good train to be on. Matt Moore at HP Basketball actually tweeted me tonight saying, you know what, Kevin, you're finally right. You know, I'm admitting that Devin Turner's a good player and I'm going to print that tweet, Matt, if you're watching, which you should be. And I'm going to frame it in my house because that's the thing of beauty. And Evan Turner had a good night proving himself on national TV, playing versatile defense, had a season high seven assists. Good night for him. You know, the funny thing is Evan Turner is really only known for making like mm. some highlight plays once in a yeah. while, but he's considered inconsistent. But he's been consistent the last month of the season. And then tonight, he was steady throughout the game. He had 13 points in the end. He had seven assists. And he was, he was seven for eight from the line. 
Um, really, in the fourth quarter, getting to the line was really crucial. He was the guy that was really pushing them in transition in a lineup where they had Turner and David Lee out there for pretty much the, the first seven minutes of the fourth quarter, and they still were a high-paced team, not really what you would expect mm-hmm. usually. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Turner and Lee, they, they seem to have a really nice chemistry together, and we saw that tonight. Lee was 5 of 8 on basket shot within 8 feet of the rim, and he had one play where Turner spun around baseline and somehow found David Lee for an easy lay-in. And that's the type of chemistry you see when David Lee's diving at the rim, knowing Turner needs a guy to help. And I think, you know, coming off your bench, Lee can be frustrating at times because he he's weak on defense. However, we're starting to see him come around on the offensive end of the floor. And part of that is the connection with Turner. That stat you mentioned, 5 of 8 on for shots close to 18 feet, I think is really important because it felt like the Celtics missed a ton of bunnies and gimmies, mm. especially around the rim in the restricted area tonight. And so when they finally made those shots at the start of the fourth quarter, that's when they made the, like, they punched and kind of took that big lead. And I thought it was kind of funny and interesting how after David Lee had that huge dunk, which I think wasn't actually Evan Turner misdribbling the ball, but somehow <laughs> turned it into gold, which is such an Evan Turner thing to do. <laughs> David Lee dunks it and then kind of does the menacing look into the stands. But then they kind of started believing their own hype in the next like three possessions kind of forced it a little bit. Evan Turner, I think, got stuffed by Derrick Rose. Uh, David Lee had a t- um, turnover, and Brad Stevens called the media timeout. So Turner and Lee are great, but only in that kind of small stretch. It's not someone you're going to rely on for a full quarter. Sure. I mean, in seven minutes, I think, is pretty much as much yeah. as you could ask for from one kind of unit to carry the team. Mm-hmm. And that was the unit that really broke the game open because, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Celtics came back out there after that timeout around the four-minute mark and they had Crowder at the four. They were going small at that point, and they continued to kind of put on the perimeter pressure. But then once Jimmy Butler came alive, that kind of ruined things for a little while. Yeah, Butler shot 12 of 24 tonight for 36 points, and, you know, he really got loose. I think they forced him into a lot of difficult shots, type of things where you're you're happy with the shot that he takes, but he just made it. And I think you can live with that if you're the Celtics because he's really the only guy tonight that went off. Gasol had a pretty solid game, but other than that, you go down the list. McDermott got a few open looks, but they didn't get anything going outside of Jimmy Butler. So the Celtics really had, I don't want to say it could have been you know, a 10, 15-point win, but if Butler didn't hit some of those tough shots, hey, it could have been easily. Oh. It worked out pretty nicely, sure I'd say. The Celtics won a close game. Yeah. How about that? For once yeah. in the blue moon. <laughs> so we're going to come back for part two. We're going to do our grandstand play of the game because it's going to be Isaiah Thomas. What a lopsided game he had. That was pretty fascinating. So we'll be right back on the Garden Report, CLNS Radio, and Celtics blog. I didn't know he can get up like that, honestly. Uh, but he got up. And, and he had like he had some room to do some more stuff. Like he he got he got high on that stuff. So that was definitely um, the play of the day by far. That's just been trying to be an extension of the coach. Um, coach wanted the ball in my hands and me to be able to make the play, whether that's score or find somebody else to score. And I just tried to do the best I possibly could and and seal the game. We had a lead and we just wanted to get out get out of today with a with a win. All right, we're back here for part two. Jeek's stabbing behind the camera right now. We're going to talk about Isaiah Thomas's Jekyll and Hyde performance. So first, let's go to the grandstand play of the game. Grandstand 
the app for fans in these stands. Whether you're at the game filming these plays, putting them up on Grandstand, you're at home and you want to see the plays from the fans' perspective, you got to download Grandstand. So go to grandstand.me or download Grandstand in the App Store. Let's take a look at our play of the game here. This is the crucial drive in slow motion at 240 frames per second here. Isaiah Thomas with the up and under, just under a minute left. He gets to the line. That three-point play is really what iced the game for the Celtics. And, you know, Isaiah Thomas had this bizarre game where he had zero points in the first half, 20 in the second half. I guess it was 20 in the end, right? And then what do you have for assists? He had uh, he had five assists, which I think he had since, like, since like halfway through the second quarter something or like something that, like yeah. that. I mean, it, was just, it was just all offense for him in the second half. And it, it kind of, when you think about, we have to get, we're going to have to get back to this discussion eventually when Marcus Smart gets healthy of who do you start? You got three guys that are clearly starting caliber guys. Who do you start? And it seems that the Celtics can kind of survive when Isaiah has kind of like a down game offensively, but they still need him to have that kind of one quarter where he really takes over. It's Sunday to lose a whole half. So does having him on the – we won't get into that conversation yet, but just what did you take out of tonight's game that kind of applies to the bigger picture when Smart comes back healthy? He's a microwave, and he can go off at any point. After the game, he was asked by, I think, Bill Doyle, if, if I told you at halftime you'd finish the game with 20 points, what would you say? And Thomas would be like, you know, no surprise. And really, it is no surprise because that's what, what he has the ability to do. Brad Stevens trusts him even if he starts with an 0 for 7 night to take the next seven shots because he might make them because he's going to regress to the mean. In second half, I thought that they really got him downhill on a lot of pick and rolls. And he got that transition bucket on the grandstand play of the game. And there was another play uh, at, the, at the end of the third quarter. I think it was the end of the third quarter. Brad Stevens inserted him into the game for the last 10 seconds. And Thomas drove coast to coast, another and one. And those three points, I mean, really helped give them a little bit of separation. This is a nice little small move from Brad Stevens in the middle of the game that made a difference at the end. Yeah, tied the game up at 75. But I think the thing that's most interesting about Isaiah Thomas' performance tonight is that in the first half, he only had three attempts. And that's not right. something we're used to seeing from Isaiah Thomas. We've seen him struggle before parts of the game, but normally it's just him, his shot's not falling, it's coming up short. But only three attempts is kind of bizarre. And he's mentioned in the post game that he was feeling a bit lightheaded. But he got his Gatorade, he got his energy chews, and kind of stepped up in the second half. And what's good for this team is that he struggled in the first half. Avery Bradley struggled to score in the first half. And Jared Sullinger was not knocking down shots. But Kelly Olynyk, Jay Crowder, and Amir Johnson all stepped up. And that's what you need to do. And that's kind of one of the strengths of this Celtics team is their depth, that they have other players who can kind of handle the scoring load when their stars are not peaking. But how great of an advertisement for Gatorade was Isaiah Thomas' yeah, performance really tonight? Good. The guy literally said he got his Gatorade chewables in, and then he had 20 <laughs> points in the second half against, uh, I was about to say against Derrick Rose, but I'm not really sure how much of an accomplishment that is right now. By the way, you said he's like a microwave. You never know when he's going to go off. What kind of microwave do you have? Crazy. <laughs> a really unreliable microwave. <laughs> he, he's just a guy who can come off the bench, possibly, and yeah. when comes back, or he can start, and he can just go off at any point. Uh, Hopefully in a controlled <laughs> setting in which he knows he's trying to go off. He could pop that popcorn in under yeah, two minutes yeah, flat, exactly. especially on high. You put him up to level 10 yeah, and you'd have no idea. Exactly. He can get that popcorn done for you in no time. All right, I'm going to do something I never do. I'm going to give you guys an open floor. Is there anything else? We have two minutes left in the show that you want to take out of tonight's game. Yes. Sorry to cut you off. Hey, I want <laughs> Kelly Olenek. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Kelly Olenek and Joe Kim Noah have beef. I know it's true. <laughs> Every single time they were one-on-one uh, -on -one against each other tonight, they went hard at each other, specifically Noah against Olenek in the paint. They got tangled up once. They got man-bun beef. 
and I'm all for it. Your guys' thoughts? I, 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 my thought is also related to Olenek, and in the first half, Brad Stevens ran an after-timeout play for him. It was a stagger screen coming off from the, from the baseline. He got the, got the pass, and he was covered. However, he took a side dribble and drained a three. There's not a lot of seven-footers in the lead that can do that, and it's nice to see Stevens use him in a really unique way like that because that's not easy to defend, even though the Bulls did a good job of that. That was like a Godzingas-type move. That was like a, a Godlinic-type yes, move. God-Linic. Well, the thing with Olinic is that if he actually is aggressive early, and maybe he just needs that man bun just energy, <laughs> but if he shoots early, then we saw later in the game, he can actually draw fouls because people will go for his shot. So he needs to be somewhat aggressive so people will honor the stupid pump fake he does at the top of the key. Well, he had a play in the first quarter where he did an up fake, got Miritich in the air, and then leaned into Miritich and drew the foul. Something Evan Turner did late in the game that I thought was a... I don't know if I would have given that foul because Turner, like, dove at Tony Snell. But, you know, Olenek pulled off that move. That's that classic Dirk move, which I'm sure will be Przingis' signature move. But that's something that Kelly should make a main part of his arsenal. That should be a go-to move that he uses a few times a game because he's one of the few guys that can really use it effectively. For sure, and I think Olenek does a good job of... I, I mean, I'm on... I'm one of the few people that likes the pump fake mm. if he's hitting shots because he's able to drive closeouts and create for teammates or for himself mm-hmm. against the line. But it's nice to see him do what he did. I'm today. not anti-pump fake. He just actually has to shoot because then the pump that, fake means fair. nothing. So well, it's really about him being aggressive at the start of games and really kind of setting the tone for the rest of the definitely. game. Well, the thing is, earlier when he would pump fake, it was because it really is because he was scared to shoot the ball. And the pump fake was seen as a sign that he was afraid. But I think that's completely gone at this point. And with him, he uses the pump fake to try to drive the defender up so that he can get around the defender. And for sure. I haven't really seen a play this year that I can think of where I thought he pumped fake because he was scared to shoot the ball. Mm. And that's, I mean, that's the, that's the kind of subtle development that they're looking for with him. And he's made a few subtle developments over the last year and a half that he's actually a pretty effective rotation player just I think his shot doesn't fall consistently when his shot isn't falling he's not really contributing much else offensively Sure. He's also getting screwed on verticality calls. He got screwed at least twice oh, tonight. One terrible he had a straight one tonight. up verticality. I think it was the last one he had. He went. He just stood there, waited, went straight up, and they still call a foul on him. So he's still not getting respect from the refs. But maybe if he kind of tightens that man bun up, he'll yeah. finally oh, get the respect he deserves. Got to do a stats breakdown on the man bun. That's right. Yeah, we'll have that for you sometime <laughs> in the future. So that's it for us. The next time you see us will be after the undefeated Warriors visit the Boston Celtics. I am so unbelievably excited for that game. So we'll see you then for Samuel, for Kevin. Is, there, is Kevin short Just for anything? Kevin. <laughs> Just Kevin. Uh, for Jeremy behind the camera, I'm Jared. We will see you on Friday on the Garnt Report. There you go. Uh... I was thinking about my mom at the point. That's, that's why I put my two hands up. I was, I was just telling my mom, thank you. Because I, I, in the back of my mind, I knew my mom was like, hit it, baby, hit it, baby. <laughs> and um, I, was, I was just thinking my mom. Yes, I'm the boss. About the challenges of the school's team, I think the biggest thing is, is when you look at them and not only you know above and beyond their talent, but just their their physical ability to impact the game, you know, both from a physicality standpoint, but then from a length standpoint, especially in and around the paint. Um, they make it very hard to get paint shots and to score um, uncontested with angles because of their effort that they play with and the way that they defend. And then, I mean, they've got multiple guys that have been I mean, four, four guys in their starting lineup that have been all-stars in the last couple of years. So, um, it's a really good team. Coach, did you ever battle with Fred Hoiberg or recruit or 
don't think so. I don't. I don't remember. I mean, I, I just I knew Fred from seeing him at other uh, recruiting events and um, you know being in the same hotel a couple of times at the Final Four, but that's it. Coach, in terms of Isaiah starting, what have you seen from him in these 18 games that he started that maybe he's held up better than some people thought he would? Yeah, I mean, I thought he was a good player, so I'm not that surprised with how he starts or comes off the bench. I think that's more about what's best for our team at that time. So, um, you know, I'm not that surprised. I didn't think he would be too impacted by starting or not. But I think that he's he's a guy that impacts the game positively for us and he impacts our ability to score in a big way. There's no update on markets that I've been given. I saw him yesterday. He was, he was lifting. He was moving around. Um, but no cutting on the court, none of that stuff. Jordan had a Yeah, I mean, everybody is everybody is very excited about Jordan. I mean, I would say that not just the guys that have been with Maine with him, not just our front office, but our coaching staff is. We just think Jordan does things that um, are hard to teach. Uh, and then is with his work ethic and his ability now to shoot the ball. It's, uh, you know, he's just getting better and better. So we're excited about it. His ability now to shoot the ball, that's something that's even progressed. In it, well, he's just, he's progressed his range. He's he's worked hard on that. He's got a feel offensively now for what we're trying to do. Because Maine plays the same way we do, that's helpful. And then, you know, I just think defensively is, is where he can really impact it. Coach, how do you guard against human nature looking at it to Friday? If we look ahead, we'll get pounded. I don't know. That's what will happen. So you play the game in front of you. You play the possession in front of you. If you look ahead or behind, you're dead. Coach, you're 12 You I don't know. I think we can play better, um, more consistently, but we played the last four games, probably the best four-game stretch we've had. But that doesn't mean anything for tonight. You have to do it again, and you have to play well. Um, I like our focus. I like our guys, their mindsets. Um, it's a hard league, and that can all change on a dime. So um, we just have to keep grinding away and trying to be our best on our given night. You two hard-nosed players from Marquette, Jimmy Butler and Jay Crowder. I mean, is that a system thing for them? And that uh, did you have to go against Marquette? Go against these guys? Well, I, 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 we played against Marquette twice my last year at Butler. Once in the tournament, once in Maui. That's that's who they were. They were hard-nosed, tough guys. Um, and you know, I, I just saw Jeff Van Gundy. I, I've heard him say this before. If you want your guys to play hard, get hard-playing guys. And clearly, Buzz Williams made that a a um, a real priority, Tom Green before him, because Marquette for years and years and years have had hard playing guys. Will we see that matchup tonight? You might see a some. I mean, I don't know what they'll do, how they're going to match up, but I think that Jay will guard Butler some. But we, we need Jay to be able to guard, you know, anybody from four to two. So um, you can see a number of different ones. You moved Jay around last game, guarding different guys, different skill sets. I mean, is that because of his defense versatility? Well, last game, Tyreek Evans, such a big, strong guard that he posts that um, we thought he had the best chance of taking away the post-ups. And, you know, if we were going to get to the point where we wanted to switch sure. to pick and roll with Anthony Davis, Jay on Tyreek made sense because he runs most of the pick and rolls. 
that kind of versatility is one of the reasons why Jay is so important to our team. Coach, how's it, how, how good does it feel to be back home? It's been a while. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, but just catching up on a little rest, watching film, and getting ready for the next one. Uh, but, yeah, I think we're still in the mode of, of uh, just day-to-day, minute-to-minute uh of keeping the grinding, but I think at the end of the day, it is nice to play back in front of this crowd. I said this today on the air. The last time, obviously, we were here, Philly and Washington, I don't think we win the Philly game without the crowd. And, you know, it's great to be back. And, you know, even though we're back just for two here, um, you know, hopefully we can play well. And how heavy is the challenge? I mean, you come off a five-game road trip, bounced all over the place. You come back, you got two pretty tough teams that you're playing against in three days. Well, I mean, again, if we don't play well you know um we could reach for a number of excuses but we shouldn't use one it's that's on us we got to play well and so that's what we'll try to do um i don't i think we should be well rested we took yesterday off let them sleep in this morning had a good shoot around and walk through no reason we're not uh, ready to play well brad when you, when you scout opponents did you get a chance to look at the gold state last night or do you I always, I've always, I've got my own system of scouting that um, when I'm done with certain opponents, move on to the next one that I've done for 13 years or nine years or whatever. Is it confusing to try to scout one opponent ahead of another when you're playing one before? I spend spend my time focused on the Bulls. Uh, Brad, the Celtics haven't won many close games this year. So what did you think of your team's execution down the stretch and what is winning a close game Duke to your team's confidence? Well, we went two, two of the last three, you know, Philly at home, now this, and lost the San Antonio game. But um, I don't know. I mean, that was, a good, that was a good win because both teams, I thought, were playing at a pretty high level throughout the course of the game. Obviously, each team had its own stretch and its own run, but it looked to me like we were going to be in for a you know a real tough one early they just looked really connected really alert the bulls did and seemed to be clicking early and i thought our bench kind of settled us down and then you know everybody was pretty good the last 36 minutes or so coach 40 uh, minutes right in the second half isaiah obviously got it going offensively what adjustments if any did you all make to really allow him to be more effective as a scorer the second half um, you know, I thought, first of all, I, I thought he was just being aggressive. I mean, those weren't, those weren't anything that was coaching. I mean, he was, he was pulling up on tra- in transition. He was, you know, sometimes when they're guarding you as hard as they were guarding him, you need to take advantage of your transition opportunities, and you almost need to create some. And then at the end, they were scrambling a little bit in their pick and rolls because they were playing smaller and those type of things. And, and we actually had Jay at the four, which they obviously didn't want to leave. So it was... You know, it was something that he got to the basket a couple times, and you know he's going to get fouled late in the games, and he's a good free throw shooter. Coach, you alluded to it. Uh, play the bench. Can you talk about that and how the rotation is settling in? Well, I mean, I, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know, know about settling in per se, but it's just um, I thought that Evan and, and Kelly were really, really good in the first half. That David Lee went on that great stretch in the second half. And, um, you know, I thought James gave us really solid minutes. He, he, he's, he's very alert. He's in the right place. Um, so, you know, we all hope that a shot goes down. You know, one of those shots go down, but that's the least of our concerns. We just want him to go out there and guard and, you know, keep the ball moving and everything else. And 
I don't know what his plus minus was. I guess it's probably on here, but it sure felt like we were good when when um, he was in the game. Brad, plus 15. Brad, what happened late in the game where uh, they announced you called a timeout and then there was a jump ball coming out of it? Uh, I have no idea. No. I didn't call a timeout. Oh, okay. I was praying they would give us a jump ball. I thought they had called a timeout. That might be it. Chicago may have. Noah tried to call a timeout as he was on the ground, and it got tied up before he called the timeout was the call. Brad, do you kind of enjoy slugfest like this? I mean, these two teams usually play this kind of game, and this seemed like a very physical – I mean, I'm sure your guys are tired. I mean, do you enjoy games like this? I mean, that was a really good basketball game. A lot of people playing at a very high level. And, you know, Jimmy Butler, we had no answer for. He was terrific. And our guys, I thought, guarded him as well as they could. And, you know, hopefully you just wear him down enough that he misses one late. You know, he didn't miss very many. Um, but, you know, we've, uh, we've got to play position well. We've got to play physical. We've got to share the ball. And then we'll have a chance. So um, that's kind of our, our deal as a team. Coach, uh, what allowed David Lee to perform at such a high level coming off missing both those games against the Spurs and Pelicans? You know, I don't know. I mean, I think David's a good player. That's the first answer for you. Um, we're, we're, we're trying to play through our bigs quite a bit. Um, that's an emphasis for our team. And um, he's capable of making plays off the bounce and capable of making plays on the pass. And then he got a couple of finishes there at the rim tonight. So sometimes a couple of days rest isn't all that bad either. Brad, uh, Jared's had 36 rebounds in the last two night, last two games. What's impressed you about his recent performances? Yeah, I mean he's he's all over the glass, and that's against really long players. Um, you know, Anthony Davis and Omir and and Agenza the other night, and then these guys tonight. They got they've got him by, you know, a few inches, and and but he's really doing a good job of getting position and. You know, when the ball hits his hands, it sticks. We've talked about that. He had a big shot, too, about a minute left to kind of stymie the tide, I guess. Brad, you had eight players in double figures tonight. How much do you like to see that from a balance standpoint and just team-wise, psychologically, to get everybody involved like that? I just think that's who we have to be. Um, you know, there's going to be nights where Isaiah goes off. Avery's going to shoot it a lot better on most nights. But we've got to be a team that spreads it around for us to be good. Brad, I know this, this league is one night at a time, but did you have any thought in the back of your mind that these guys might be looking at Friday a little bit with, with who's coming into town on Friday night? Yeah, and it's okay to look at it now. I mean, but I thought they did a really good job of focusing on, you know, the task at hand, which was a tough task. And, um, you know, we talked about not having any excuses at the end of a road trip or coming back home. Like, we're, 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 we're here to perform and we're here to play well and this is what we need to do. And, we took the last 48 hours off prior to coming to the gym, um, or 48 hours off prior to coming to the gym at 3.40. And you know, I thought we, at the end of the game, had a little juice, which was good. So there was no, was there any worry on your part, besides coming off the road trip, that 23-0 and 0 was waiting? I, I talked about it in the pregame. I'm a realist. If we were, we were going to get beat. So we found out we weren't, which was good. But that's the, that's the way you hope you're going to be. But you can never predict human nature. Brad, you went with a uh, pretty big lineup at the end of the first and the third quarter with James, Evan, and Jay on the perimeter. Can you explain your thinking behind that and why it was more successful in the first than it was in the third? 
Well, I thought um, I actually thought, and I don't know what their numbers were, but I thought the bench at halftime was probably all plus or right around plus. So I felt like they were all playing pretty well in the first half too. Um, that's the guys that are available right now um, in those spots, you know. And we've talked about it a lot. This is where Evan's value comes in. I mean, Evan, Evan can can back up the two and the three, or he can back up the one, you know, and or he can guard Miritich at the end of the game, like. You know, that's an important player on your team, and um, his versatility allows everybody else to to play their normal positions and allows our team to be go from small to big. What do you see when you look over there on the other side and those guys that have lost here? Well, I mean, um, I see a team that's, that's doing anything just all on the same page, and that's what's, that's what's really evident. Of course, you know, number 30's doing what he's doing, and that's you know propelling the whole situation. But even when you know guys like Bogan or Harrison or whoever have been out, I've had the guys fill in and, and really play well. And, and more than anything, I just feel like the confidence level's high, um, and and, uh, and they're all on the same page, pointing in the same direction. I think that's something that you know every team can learn from. No, there's uh, no regrets in this business, but do you ever wonder what if? Well, well, you know, I mean, the, the biggest thing for me is is uh, ending on the note that, that I did last year, winning a championship. Um, I think if, if we'd have lost in the finals, you know, I'd be having major regret right now, not being anywhere but in Oakland, able to seal the deal. But to go from a 23-win team and be a part of a championship team, um, as much as I love those guys, I have no regrets and, and realize that this is a business. How much do you cherish that finals run and the parade and getting to hang out with the guys uh, all over the place this summer? <laughs> Um, I mean, it's, it's you know something I'll look back on is, is really you know one of the highlights of my life. I mean, um, you play this game to, to be a champion and to have a, have those opportunities to to share that with with a group of guys. More more importantly, I think we did it the right way. We did it as a group and um, and did it you know with with chemistry and, and played the right way and, and enjoyed the the season. It wasn't like a bad group of guys that happened to be really talented. Um, everybody got along great and. and we accomplished it together, and at some point or another, everybody stepped up and made a, a contribution. I think that's what made it even more special. How much are you looking forward to facing those guys on Friday? Mm-hmm. Uh, to be honest with you, looking forward to, to this game tonight. Uh, I, you know, I've been out two games. Uh, we're going to give it a go tonight. Don't feel perfect, but going to get back in the lineup tonight. So that's most important against a great Chicago team. So uh, you know, that's that's first and foremost. We'll deal with Friday when it comes. So you don't feel perfect. What? What? Uh, down in Mexico, uh, came down on a rebound very hard floor down there. A few guys are still feeling the effects of that. Um, but I uh, just came down wrong and, and bone bruise in the heel and there's like a nerve that runs down there. So it's not a very comfortable thing right now. But, uh, you know, that's, uh, I think two games is enough to sit down. on. <laughs> the games seem like it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's obviously I could, I could make it worse if I land wrong, but because um, these guys will tell you I don't like to sit out much. So it's uh, uh, time to get back in line. You, uh, get a lot of credit out in Oakland for kind of starting the change of, of that <coughs> locker room culture and, and what happened there. Do you see an opportunity to do that here with a young young team in Boston? Um, I mean, you know, I, I think trying to be a, a veteran leader and trying to be somebody that does things the right way. I just think um, more just as a general theme, I, I think that chemistry is so important in today's game. Um, chemistry and, and, and you know, having good character guys, that's how, that's how Golden State was built. Um, built up so quickly, and I think that, that that's why you know, Boston's on the way up right now to, to being a, a really special organization again is because of you know, building with the right kind of guys. I think the days of you know, putting a bunch of jerks on one team and thinking that all of a sudden something good's going to come of it, I think that's been proven 
in recent years that that's that, that's not possible. Um, for whatever reason, maybe that used to be possible in basketball, but I'm a big believer in, in chemistry and character and, and guys that are willing to sacrifice. And I think if you, you have a, a group of guys like that, you know, whether there's you know a lot of veterans like there was in Golden State or, or whether it's a younger team like it is here in Boston, I think that you're going to get the most out of out of whatever roster you have by, by having those type of guys. What does it mean for you to be able to play for that Vegas trip? I'm, I've been I've been jumping a little bit better this season just because pockets are a little lighter after that trip. But, uh, but no, it was, um, I think the best way to put it is, you know, we won as a team and it was right to celebrate as a team. Right? And, you know, it's once again, you know, kind of a, a two-month or three-month time that I'll never forget. And I know that the, the people that went through it here in Boston with, it, with the team that won it recently, um, nothing like that feeling of, of knowing that you know for that year that you, were the, you were the best in the world and uh, to be a part of that with such a good group of guys like I said is something I'll never forget. Leave things off uh, well with Joe and Bob I imagine yeah yeah agree to this. I, I, I don't know I was yeah I, mean, I was looking looking back and I've now left New York and left the Bay which are two you know uh, tough media cities and stuff I don't know how I left on good terms in two places like that but <laughs> somehow pulled it off um but I'll always, you know, look back whether I ever play in the Bay or not again. I'll always be a place that I can go back and, and know that that, uh, that there's mutual respect level there. And, um, and yeah, you know, the first thing I said in my exit meeting after the season was over is, you know, if we hadn't missed anything but cordial, you know, that we're both, we're both messing up. You know, this, this is something that you know, to be, you know, to, to end this with a championship and um, if there's any, you know, oh, he's not wanted here, me saying I don't want to be here. Both sides, it's not true. This is a business, and, and because of the salary cap and things like that, it was time for me to move on, um, and uh, and that's what I did, and and, and it was just uh, couldn't have ended any better, and, and it was just amazing to be a part of that you know, first championship in 40 years or whatever it was. I hear that you bought the whole staff lunch before you left. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, it was before the. Um, I anybody sick. Uh, it was. Um, no, but no, it was. Uh, no, yeah, just um, you know, this that's really, really something that you know, something that I'll, you know, just the number of people that that go into a to a championship run, or really to any team, even a losing team, the number of people that go into it and, and, and work hard every day is something that I really acknowledge and and um, done that before. But but I think it was you know much more special just to show my appreciation for the five years that I was there. Are you adjusting out here? You have a place. Is your family coming out to visit? Yeah, yeah everything's going? everything's going well out here. Uh, had to purchase a jacket. Haven't needed that. <laughs> Haven't needed it quite yet. But um, but no, just uh, another first-class organization. Obviously, with, with unbelievable history here, and and you know a situation where we're trying to get over that hump right now, and, and had some good days and some bad days, but. Um, trying to get to that next level of, of being, you know, uh, one of the better teams in the East. And, and I think we're playing a really good ball right now. We've beaten some, some great teams this year, and it's just a matter of, of finding that consistency. Thanks, Thanks David. Thanks, Appreciate it. That was dope, man. It's dope. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's a great dunk, uh, obviously. Got the steal. You know what I'm saying? The place is uh, going crazy. It's a reaction aspect that, you know what I'm saying? And that was it. That was, that was basically it. You know what I'm saying? You guys write that one. You know what I'm saying? You probably might not ever see it again. Someone tweeted me about the 360 you did before against the Lakers in the final seconds. That was different. That was different. But that was wrong. This one was right. You know what I'm saying? I shouldn't have done that versus Lakers. It's more aimed at one person. But this one, you know, I said, why not? 
Uh, last year we never had any national TV games this year. I just wanted to show ESPN we appreciate it. And uh, we got highlights here. Some of our best saying you know what I'm saying? So I got one more dog to show. Did you get any bigger kick out of getting the pass to David Lee for his time? Oh, yeah, of course. I was like, damn, where am I going to go? You know what I'm saying? So uh, David Lee got open. Uh, it's a great pass. And, you know, it's a great defensive kicker. And, uh, you know, he played great tonight. You mentioned that you kind of mentioned passing the other national TV games, but you, know, you guys are kind of in the spotlight during this week. Is this a, a, a game where you guys you know, kind of wanted to show that you know, we're, we're maybe not just for national TV, but we deserve to be with these teams that are considered among the best in the world? Um, no, we just want to keep you know playing well and keeping better and making the most of that opportunity. Right now, you know, everybody throughout the whole NBA, except for a couple teams, are you know in one big bunch. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, Right now, we're just trying to break out the bunch, uh, record-wise, and you know, keep uh, you know, keep up the momentum and play well. When did you start hearing about uh, your one locally wanting tickets for Friday? I don't know, a while, uh, probably like a week ago. So I didn't really, I didn't really get it. But if you don't come to the Sixers game, you don't, you know, get tickets to the Warriors game. You know what I'm saying? That's, I mean, I'm being dead ass serious. So I just tell people I can't give them tickets, but you know, I've been hearing from a lot of people. They don't even live in the state to try to, you know what I'm saying, come get tickets and come to the Warriors game. So, you know, it is what it is. Did you have other points to try to keep that? I mean, everyone in the country is talking about the Golden State. Keep that out of this room tonight. Honestly, I mean, I really don't think past, you know, each game. So, I, we haven't really spoke on it, you know what I'm saying? So, tomorrow we'll start focusing on it. You know, seriously, it hasn't been like a group discussion about it or anything like that. It'll, it'll be a fun game. Uh, you know, we had them uh, a couple games last year where we competed well versus some of the things like that, and we have to try to you know play well and keep getting better. And when the time comes, we'll worry about it. Is it just one game? Is it just like a one game? I mean, it's because of what's going on this year. Is it just? Like yeah, it's literally just one game, honestly. And, uh, I mean, I, I mean, if I was 22, maybe it'd be a big game. I'm 27. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yeah, I'm ancient. So basically, I've seen a lot of games. So this one. You know what I'm saying? It'll just be one out of however many. But, you know, once again, it's a great opportunity, as you guys already made, um, you know. And uh, they, they play great. Anytime you play the defending champs, you want to, you know, have an opportunity to play great. And um, it'll, be, it'll be what it's going to be. Well, they, they lead the league in uh, uh, forcing turnovers. Uh, they force over 19 turnovers a game. Uh, they, they really get into the ball. Uh, they're very good at taking things away. Uh, you just uh, you have to try to get your pressure releases uh, out there. and. Uh, be strong with the ball. If not, uh, it's going to be a lap drill on the other end. In general, how do you think you've taken care of the ball this season? You know what? We've gotten better. Uh, obviously, we had some key ones uh, in the fourth quarter against Phoenix the other night. We had eight uh, in the fourth quarter and in uh, some of some key times. Uh, but it, it, we've been getting a lot better with that. You know, early on in the season, it was a little bit of a problem. Uh, it got better. You know, the, the thing that I like, we had 28 assists. I believe now back-to-back games, we've got to keep that up, uh, keep sharing the ball. Uh, keep our spacing. Fred, uh, I know you guys have been weighing as a staff, weighing possible uh, different lineup, different look. Have you guys come to any conclusion? You're going to start something different tonight? Uh, as of right now, we're, we're going to stay the same. Um, you know, so we'll uh, we'll get it figured out here in the next one. So it's fluid situation. Is That's what right. You're saying? That's right. <laughs> yes. I know the other night you talked about the restricted area and the troubles in the restricted area. Yeah. Under- how, how do you? Besides the obvious of just make it, how does that improve, especially with some of your bigger name guys? Well, we just got to got to work on our finishes. We, uh, it's, it's something uh, you know you practice outside shooting a lot. Uh, you know, same thing on finishes. You got to you got to work at it. 
uh, you got to get better at it. And again, you have to have good spacing. When, when you drive the ball to the baseline, you got to get somebody at the front of the rim, and you've got to get somebody uh, in the opposite corner. Uh, you know, we had two times uh, last game where that didn't happen. Uh, one of them led to a turnover, a key turnover, uh, late in the game. So uh, you just, again, it's, it, it, locate the rim, um, you know, go in there and finish strong. It's, uh, it's something that we got to improve on. Uh, improve on. If you guys do decide to go in a different direction with the lineup, and, and you obviously preseason you guys made a lineup change, how receptive do you think these guys are to where you feel like they're pulling on the, on the rope the same way? I mean, there's not going to be, um, you know, arms thrown sure. up. And, and Rolling of the eyes. Yeah, I, I think the big thing is uh, it's just it's communicating with your, with your team, communicating with your guys, uh, talking to them about, uh, about their roles, uh, trying to go out and accept them and, and do the best job you can with them as you get them. Well, yeah, we want him to be aggressive. And uh, you know, anytime he gets a look, we want him to uh, rise up and, and, and take those shots. Uh, and, and he knows that. You know, the, the one thing about Jimmy Butler, he's, he's a very unselfish player. Uh, you know, he's, he's always looking to get his teammates involved, make it a pump fake, try to drive in, draw help, uh, and kick to one of his teammates. Uh, you know, he's, done, he's done a nice job with that this year as well. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we we want Jimmy to be aggressive, and um, he's, uh, he's a heck of a talent, a heck of a scorer. So uh, you know, when he's got an open shot, we want, we want Jimmy taking those shots. Coach, you solid, solid team that you took over. I know it's a general question. Sort of always, have you seen progress in the way that you've been played? We've made progress in certain areas. Uh, you know, the, the biggest thing is just it's, it's consistency uh, right now, and, and that's, that's what we have to keep working uh, towards. It's playing a 48-minute game. Uh, we, we've had very good stretches, and, and we've had stretches where uh, you know things just go dry out there. So uh, you got to try to eliminate those. Uh, you have to do a, a good job of, of keeping your movement. Uh, you know, when, when, when we get stagnant out there, uh, we go through droughts. So we got to keep moving, keep doing the things uh, that, that make us a successful team out there. Uh, when we play well on the offensive end, that, that tends to lead to, uh, to a good defensive effort uh, as well. You know, our, our effort, uh, for the most part, has, has, been, has been pretty solid. And, you know, we got to keep doing that and, uh, and work on the things that, uh, uh, that we need to, but, uh, you know, at the same time do the things that, uh, that, that are successful for us on the floor. Over the last couple of days, some, some of the work of the locker room and the shooter around has been soft. about this team and possibly you guys have played soft in moments. Is that something that you sense? Is that something you like being out of your team? Is that type of self-reflection? Uh, well, obviously, the, you, you don't ever want that uh, that word used uh, with with your group. Uh, you know, the, the the thing where we were soft is hitting on the, on the glass. You know, I, I think uh, they had 14 offensive rebounds, uh, but some huge ones late in the game. You got to go find uh, find a man. You got to put a, a forearm in their chest. You got to keep them off uh, the glasses as as well as you can. It cost us a game uh, the other night with as many second chance opportunities uh, as they got. So you know, I, I think that's probably where the soft the word soft is coming from. Is you got to do better. Job is this? Uh, I know we, when you first were hired, you talked about the championship caliber and, and the personnel. But it seems like this group, besides Jimmy, it's this guy's offense not so great on defense. Another guy's great on defense. Is that tough as a coach to try and mix and match this thing together? And is it tougher than you originally thought it would be with this group? Because it seems like some some of these guys are so one-dimensional. Well, we, we we all believe in these guys, and uh, you know you look at uh, uh, you look at our, our defensive numbers; they're very solid. And you know we've got to continue uh, to do a good job on that end of the floor. And. Uh, you know, at the same time, continue to get better uh, on the offensive end. Continue to uh, to move 
uh, and do those things. But you know, as far as, as the numbers uh, go defensively, we've been, we've been we've been pretty solid. You know, all across the board uh, with with our different lineups out there. Uh, you know, we, we believe in these guys, and you know, I know those guys believe in each other. Uh, we've had two very difficult losses. There's no doubt about that. You find a way to win those two games, we're in a great spot right now. But we didn't. Uh, you know, so we got to learn uh, from what we didn't do and get better. Uh, and hopefully, uh, hopefully that starts tonight. Brad, do you have any relationship with Brad Stevens? And how has your experience different having so much experience in the NBA helped in that? Trend? Yeah, I, uh, I I have gotten to know Brad over the years. Uh, we recruited together uh, at, at different places. You know, I always found a time to sit down and, and talk to him. Have that toughness if you can bounce back, and hopefully tonight we will. Thanks, guys. <laughs>